Welcome to the Unnamed Sports Show. This is your host for today, Jason Jones, with my co-host, Jerry Craig. How are we doing today, Jerry? Hey, doing good, man. Doing good. Missing, uh, missing our third today. We are missing our third. Pouring out for our third. Yeah, <laughs> like I said in our tweet, cares a little bit more about other things other than sports. How could he? Unbelievable. Absolutely unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> gonna have to yeah. have a self-imposed suspension coming his way <laughs> it lasts for the end of this show yeah right? there you go there you go he'll be back next week i think he'll be back i, next I don't week. know hopefully hopefully um no he should be back next week uh currently i believe he is going to what is it called again jerry uh i don't want to say it just in case um but yeah uh, it's uh right he, he's out of town he's out of town he's out say of that. town He's having fun. He's, yeah, All he's right. having a good time. So, we have a sports show, and all of our favorite sports show, the NFL, has ended. And we're thinking, like, what are we going to do, you know? Like, uh, we got to talk about the NBA now. we got to talk about the NCAA. I mean, March Madness is coming soon, but it is not March yet. What do we have? For the show today. And for today, I want to tell you, we have my favorite, some NFL draft talk for you guys. Um, for a little tease, we're going to do the top 10 of the players that came from this 2023 draft class. And we're going to um, draft our own players to the teams um, that picked 1 through 10 and uh, give you some reasoning and a little... A little display for that. Mm-hmm. So, the first pick in the 2023 draft. Boo! Roger The original pick was Bryce Young and Jason. Me. I go for the number one overall pick. Ohio State's own C.J. Stroud. Go Bucks! Oh, H! All right. And spoiler alert, Jerry, I think you have the same pick. So I did have the same pick. I mean, how could you not pick CJ Stroud first? Not? Rookie of the year, offensive rookie, rookie of, the of the year, absolutely legendary rookie season for him. Um, absolutely outperformed Bryce Young in every which way possible. I know they were on a better team, better coaching, but I don't and know. I, I. I still think to this day, like if you switch those two players, um, is is Bryce Young going to be able to bring out what C.J. Stroud did out of those wide receivers? Because they are good receivers. Don't get me wrong; they're definitely future number ones. But they're they. I don't think they were there. I think with C.J. Stroud, they were able to build up the confidence to get to that point. You know, right? And I, okay. I mean, leading up to the draft, also last yeah. year, C.J. Stroud was the number one pick up until like maybe a month and a half, a month before the draft even happened. They, he had some like cognitive tests that he performed poorly on, and people thought that that Which, was the end-all, be-all. First of all, has coming out to be not true. Yeah. Um, they think the, either it was tampered with or um, it just got read wrong. So, um, yeah. I, in my opinion, someone, the Texans, someone um, wanted him to drop and they were able to maybe find a way to get both their number one players off the board by uh, 
some odd means, but we won't get into that. All right. Yeah. For the number two. <laughs> Let's just say it worked. <laughs> yeah, it worked. <laughs> it surely did work. For the number two overall pick, the Houston Texas draft. The original pick was here with CJ Stroud, but CJ Stroud has golf gone off both of our boards. Um, Jerry, who do you believe the Houston Texans draft if CJ Stroud is not there? So the number two prospect going into the going into the draft about a month before was who original who then became the number one pick in Bryce Young. Um, I think the Texans obviously they have a need at quarterback still if they're not able to pick up CJ Stroud. They're gonna take the number one the next prospect is Bryce Young. And I think, and I know who you're going to say, and I I kind of agree with you. I almost put him there. The only, I will, I'll let you talk about it in a second. But with Bryce Young, he showed, he wasn't great. But he showed flashes to where he has a lot of raw talent that can be improved upon. And I think if he's set up with better weapons in the future, I mean, they traded their number one wide receiver to get Bryce right. Young, you know. He didn't have any weapons. He had he had an old Adam Thielen to throw to. Didn't really have anybody out of the backfield. Miles Sandler, Miles Sanders was an absolute no show this year. Um, just on a bad team. And I think with them having a high draft pick this year, I don't know. They don't have a high draft pick. What am I saying? What am I saying? No, they're doomed. They're doomed. <laughs> the, the Panthers are doomed. But if he was on the Texans, he'd be all right. Um, but I think if uh, Bryce Young, he's shown some flashes of brilliance in his rookie season to where he he has the makings of somebody that can be molded into a good quarterback. I think it's just going to take a little bit of work. And that's, you know, that's that's kind of what you see out of a rookie. Sometimes you don't always get the CJ Stroud that's boom, put in, plugged in and ready to go. Right. Exactly. I agree. I agree. But where I disagree is. I thought I saw more from Anthony Richardson my pick for the Houston Texans at number two than I did of Bryce Young. And yeah, it was a very little, but when Anthony Richardson was healthy and playing, I mean, you saw everything that he could be, right? Um, the speed, the athleticism, the arm strength, the arm talent, like it, it was all there. And yeah, you're going to have the couple missed throws, the Cam Newton overthrows or throwing it too hard. The same thing with Baker Mayfield, but um, if you can get the best out of him, I think you're going to get more from Anthony Richardson than Bryce Young. So that is why I went with Anthony third or second. Sorry. The only the only reason I didn't take Anthony Richardson in this spot mm. was because we didn't see enough out of him just because of the injury. Yeah. That was literally the only reason. I I do agree. I think he has more potential than Bryce Young. Um He's definitely got. He's probably the most raw, talented player to come out of a draft at the quarterback right. position in a long time, just in the terms of like pure athleticism. So it's going to be Agreed. exciting to see what he does for the Colts in the future. Agreed. I just, I mean, watching that first game against the Jaguars with him, it was. Oh man, we got C.J. Stroud. We got Anthony Richardson. Will Levis had some flashes. AFC's tough. AFC South's tough with young talent. And yeah. Quarterback and, uh, we can get that together. All right. <laughs> For the number three pick, again, the Houston Texans traded 
from the Arizona Cardinals. We both have the same pick here. You want to explain why we both decided to pick Will Anderson? Defensive Rookie of the Year. They originally drafted him in this position, and they're going to draft him again in this position. He was the best defensive player or de- best defensive rookie. I mean, just an absolute monster at the edge position. How could you not take somebody like that? He was the glue that kept that defense together, absolutely pushed them to the playoffs. He is going to be a problem for offensive lines and quarterbacks in the future. I mean, he was already a problem this season. Oh, he, yeah, he's only going to get better. So, it, it, dude is an absolute beast. Um, that's yeah. what you expect from somebody that comes out of Alabama. Yeah, third highest win rate in the whole NFL um, against the rush, like behind people like Mark, Micah Parsons and Miles Garrett. Like, what else do you need? Um, he, yes, he only had seven sacks, but. You keep winning the rushes, you're going to get more and more sacks throughout his career. I mean, look at Josh Allen for the Jacksonville Jaguars, not the Buffalo Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> the real Josh I mean, Allen. Exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, defensive player of the year, I don't, I'm not picking anyone else here if I'm the Texans. So, to pick number four. Also, we drafted the same player here. Um for me, I understand. We both went Jalen Carter. I have the Colts do have. I guess it's kind of the same thing. The Colts <laughs> drafted a quarterback here. For me, they have the ability to draft Bryce Young. For you, they have the ability to draft Anthony Richardson. Why do you choose Anthony Richardson over? Sorry, Jalen Carter over Anthony Richardson. Um, I think if we're going in terms of how the season went specifically. Gardner Minshew yeah. actually played at a pretty high level and he yeah. proved that he can be, he should be yeah. a starting quarterback in the NFL, right? Like we okay. kind of knew that when he was in Jacksonville, um, yeah. Minshew mania did not go away. Uh, and it, and it yeah. came back this year. He, he played at a, at a pretty high level. Um, so why, why would they take a quarterback in this position? If they had a guy they could at least stick with for, you know, two to three years, beef up the defensive line with Jalen Carter, a guy who was supposed to be, Again, a, a top three pick coming into this draft. He had some off the field issues uh, that ended up having him fall to the Eagles at number nine, um, which was honestly the steal of the draft. <laughs> um, this this guy's an absolute beast. He was right there with Will Anderson for def, uh, defensive rookie of the year. So beef up the defensive line for the uh, Indianapolis Colts if Minshew doesn't work out in the next year to draft a quarterback then, but no reason to draft a quarterback here. Hey. You could have said it any better. I agree. I mean, the whole reason I didn't go Bryce Young here, because um, they don't really need a quarterback. They need other things. And uh, Jalen Carter is the next best thing on the list. So you might as well get him. Like you said, second, probably second best defensive player of the year um, as a rookie this year. Um, so why not go get him? And, and it kind of showed this year, too, because the defense was ultimately the reason they didn't make the playoffs. I mean, their right. offense played at a pretty high level. Uh, their offensive line was good. Minshew played well. Jonathan Taylor, once he got back and got cooking, he was playing at a Pro Bowl level. Um, they have the offensive pieces. It's just the defense gave up a little too much uh, for my liking. So got to yep. take a defensive player here, I think. Agreed. Okay, so we have... <laughs> we have th- oh, at number three in a row. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> up at number five, same person again. Um, original pick is the pick that we both went with, Devin Witherspoon, cornerback. Um, what can you say? He was the best DB 
um, out of this draft class. Arguably, Brian Branch. But they needed a corner more than they needed a safety. So mm-hmm. um, I'm going with Devin Weatherspoon. Um, and dude's height, weight, speed, monster. He has he has the length. He has the speed. He has everything you need out of a number one corner. And he doesn't even have to be the number one corner because they have Tariq Woolen. So <laughs> they have two yeah. really good young prospects here. Um, you just stir that position up for probably the next 10 years of your um, of their careers. And uh, yeah. Go go out and get him and get some two lockdown guys. Like you couldn't ask for more for a defense. Yeah, their defense is going to be scary. I do think um, I have a theory about the Seahawks. I think they're, I think they're going to be stuck in no man's land for a little bit here because I don't think Geno Smith is. He's obviously not like an elite top tier quarterback, right? So sure. they're. I don't think, and I think their division is hard enough with the Rams the 49ers and who knows what's going to happen with the Cardinals and Kyler Murray, like their division is tough. So they're not going to be able to, I think win a division year in and year out. So they're going to be fighting for a wild card spot. And with the likes of the Packers, the bears coming up, the, the lions who, if the Packers and bears are able to make a push, have a very good shot of winning that division. That means they're going to be fighting the lions for a wild card spot. There's a lot of good, like mid tier teams in the NFC that they're going to have to fight with. So I think they're going to be in the same position as the Steelers where they're kind of mediocre year after year. If they don't end up, um, if they don't end up going for a top tier quarterback or a top tier prospect here in the next, I don't know, year or two. But when you have a guy like Witherspoon that you can pair with Woolen, there's no reason not to take him. And he played at an exceptional, uh, exceptional level this year. That yeah, I think you just stick with the pick. And like you said, like look at who they have to play every year. Wide receivers yep. <laughs> for the Rams: <laughs> Cooper Cup, Puka You need to. You have mm-hmm. Debo Samuel, maybe Brandon Ayuk if he gets resigned. You need you need two good corners. Might so. need three. Uh, <laughs> you might need three. You might need three. But definitely need at least two. So yeah. they they do a good job with drafting with this one there. All right, at number six, we finally have a changeup <laughs> for the Arizona Cardinals. Initial pick was Paris Johnson Jr. out of the Ohio State. Um, he had a good season. Mm. I wouldn't say good. He had an okay season. He showed that he can be a decent tackle. He has to take another step up to be worthy of that sixth pick, I think, overall. But I wouldn't call it a bust yet. So, um, but for my pick, I'm going with the best offensive tackle in the draft, Dewan Jones. Dude was drafted in the fourth round. Also from the Ohio State University. Also from the Ohio State University. How did he slip to the fourth round? How do my Jacksonville Jaguars draft Oklahoma offensive tackle over Dewan Jones? When Dewan Jones, six foot eight, three hundred fifty pounds, best run blocker out of college, also showed that he is very athletic. Like, had a great combine. Like, I, it baffles me every year that players like Dewan Jones can get slipped into the fourth round. Did you say three fifty? Like, yeah, his Wikipedia's got him at 375. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, I think he was 375 out of college, but I think yeah, he's he probably slim. He's probably had game. to slim down a little bit to be able to move, but he not really like that I, dude was a a freak athlete. Like when he was 270, he was still quick. Don't get me wrong, he just probably wanted to be a little bit quicker because everyone's faster in the NFL. So 
I mean, when he's got to go up against Miles oh, Garrett and practice every week, you know, right? <laughs> he's got to right. be able to move. Yeah. All no. I'm saying is, at that size, he's moving at Ohio State. He's quite fine, and I've seen that man dunk. So like, <laughs> the dude's a freak. Six eight three fifty, and he probably runs like. I don't know. He he, is he under a sub? Is he under five on the forty? No, no. Okay. If he was under five, like I, <laughs> he should have been drafted at number two. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, but um, no. He was like I think it was five, like under five two. But if think if we think about other plays that were around his size, Orlando Brown, like a five five. Like I mean, these are like players his size normally run like the slowest times you will ever see. And he was out running everybody. Like it's it's ridiculous. So, yeah. um, what I can say is, he definitely showed why he is an NFL prospect. Um, I think he dropped mostly because people were worried about his motivation because he said his first love was basketball. He's six foot eight from Ohio. Like you don't expect the man to worship people like LeBron. He's, right. He didn't go play basketball. He, he went to Ohio State to play football, and that's what he did. And, yeah, he told you the truth, and you want to drop him because of that? No. He's obviously a hard worker because he went out there and is the best tackle out of this draft class, even though he was drafted in the fourth round. Um, perfect fix for the Browns. Like, yep. kudos to you guys for actually not being stupid. Um, All I'm saying is if I see that dude pulling, I don't want to be in his way. Olay. Get out the way. <laughs> Olay. That's that's a business decision. I'm out. <laughs> or yeah. you probably cut out his legs, and that may be why he got hurt this year. But Maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that being said, like I said, there was some actual mix-up with this one. Jerry, who is your pick for the Arizona Cardinals at six? Well, I do like the Dewan Jones pick, and if this guy didn't play at a historic level, I would probably would have also taken Dewan Jones um, for the Cardinals, but how can you not take Puka Nakua on an offense that didn't really have any other weapons besides right. uh, Trey McBride? Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, Puka Nakua set offensive records, um, most receptions, most yards, and then set uh, the yards for most, uh, most yards by a rookie in a playoff game, or the record for most yards by a rookie in a playoff game. So I mean, when you're drafted in the fifth round and you put up numbers like that, you're going to get on notice, especially, like I said in a previous podcast, on a on a team that had a former Triple Crown winner and still put up numbers like that, you're, you're special. And yeah. the, Cardinals need, the Cardinals need weapons. Like, they have Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, I think, proved this year that he is a leader. Is He's going to be good. He's going to be really good if he can stay healthy. He can run. He can throw. He can do everything. Although he's, he's a little short, he's a little small, but hey, if he's able to get out of the pocket, it doesn't matter. Exactly. They need a weapon like Puka Nakua, and they need somebody on the outside. And uh, I think he'd be the perfect fit for the Cardinals in this scenario. In this scenario. Their scenario is that the Chicago Bears trade away Justin Fields and drive Caleb Williams at number one. Mm-hmm. That's their probably their hope, because then Marvin Harrison's sitting on their lap nice and pretty. Um... But they, they have the fourth pick, the right? Yep. Fourth pick. And everybody ahead of them would be quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. So, Yeah. It has to be, right? Like, there's no way the Patriots are not going to take a quarterback this year. There's no way. 
I'd be absolutely shocked. I there's I doubt it. I mean, I've heard rumors, but if if they don't draft a quarterback, I think it's more likely for them to trade down. Because they have a guy, right? Something like that. There's yeah. If they don't draft a quarterback, someone's going to be willing to go up there and get a quarterback, I think. Well, Jaden Dayton specifically, but we'll see. Or J.J. McCarthy. Okay, yeah, let's end this right here. <laughs> like, yeah. Sorry sorry about the rest of this. Let's end this right here. J.J. McCarthy as the fourth-best quarterback in this NFL draft is crazy. Insane. It's absolutely ridiculous. Insane. Like, yes, yes, he was solid. He played the best out of the, in the Big Ten. But the fourth-best quarterback, you have to be absolutely stupid to think so. I am so sorry. There's the, the top three already. A lot of some people are saying than... some people are taking him over Jaden Daniels, which is absolutely crazy. insane. Crazy, crazy. And uh, it's not that I hate JJ McCarthy. I think it would be a good second to third round pick. Um, take a chance on a guy, especially if you're you have time to develop someone. Right? There are players like Michael Penix, who honestly, in my opinion could be the second best quarterback in this draft that are getting ranked sixth getting ranked sixth and it's crazy the dude has shown the only issue that you should have with michael Penix is his injury he has the arm age he's a little older too in his age in his age but the way the way the nfl is working quarterbacks are going to 40 so like what does it matter anymore right you you look at Michael Penix. He has the arm strength. He has the ability to maneuver in the pocket. He has, I mean, the clutch gene. Like, this dude won so many close games for them. Like, and it came down to him throwing the football. It wasn't, oh, we can run out the rest of the, we can go a whole second half running the football and win the game still. No, the team was relying on his arm, and he won those games. And I'm sorry, J.J. McCarthy, but in that case, like, where were you? <laughs> where were you when your team needed you to step up? You were snapping the ball and handing it off to Blake Corm. Exactly. And I, and I really do, I do like what I saw from J.J. McCarthy. I, I do think he can be an NFL quarterback. It's just going to take some time. But to draft him in the top 10 is crazy. I think to draft him just... I think in the first in two the first rounds, round. I think first two rounds, if you take JJ McCarthy in the first two rounds, you're crazy. You are crazy. I think he is a, he's a, he's a late second day, maybe early third day guy. He's, you cannot put him in a starting role starting out. There's no way he's not ready for it. He's not, I don't, I don't think he's, I just don't think he's, I disagree with you. I don't think he's NFL quarterback material. I don't think he is. Hmm. He reminds me. I mean, you look at guys like Jake Browning, right? Well, what they were good Still in two up. different offenses. Jake Browning is an NFL quarterback, though, is he not? Did we not I'm see saying, enough from I'm him that he's not an NFL quarterback? I don't think he's going to be. No, he should be. He should I, definitely be. In my opinion, yeah. You should definitely I, I be a starting if quarterback. If you're saying NFL. Gardner Minshew is, is a starting quarterback, he's right. in the same boat. That's, yeah. that's that's what I see J.J. McCarthy. Nothing great, nothing bad. Just middle of the road. 
He has a good team around him. He can handle that team. Um, but nothing that he has is like, ooh. He has average, above average athleticism, above average throwing power. Can he read a defense? I don't know. I mean, that is a pro offense that he's in, so maybe he's actually better than what we've seen. I just... I haven't seen the it from J.J. McCarthy, right? right? The comes down to the line, put the ball in my hands, I'm going to go win that game. And that's that's what a first-round quarterback should be. Some elite at multiple things, but maybe not everything. There's There's something that they have to be elite at, right? You have to be able to pull this out and be like, we can take this and run with this. I, don't, I haven't seen that from J.J. McCarthy. Right. You can build on the basics and he'll be good. I just, I don't think I've seen that it, the extra playmaking ability, the throwing power, the elite arm strength, what whatever it may be. I haven't seen the eliteness from that. Uh, and sometimes doing everything good is is fine. But it's, it's to me that that needs to be built upon, and I don't. That's not worth a first round pick, in my opinion. I agree. I have a crazy scenario. I want to run by you. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would ever happen. But what? <laughs> but fan fiction. We're going to talk about it. Yep. Do you think there's a scenario where my in my division a quarter or a coach that just got hired? the Los Angeles Chargers would trade Justin Herbert up to the second or third pick to take J.J. McCarthy. His college no. quarterback. Absolutely. He's been not. high on him. He's talked about him already. I know they ah. just paid Herbert last year, though. There's like zero way. There's like zero way, right? Like, <laughs> If I, he did I that... Would, I wouldn't say it's zero. I would not say it's zero. I'd say it's I like wouldn't say it's 1%. I don't if, think if they if they up. got if they got a first this year, a first next year, and like a piece, just that, to you you're trading a top ten quarterback away for a question mark, right? But it's Harbaugh, and it's his it call, is Harbaugh. It's his That's college his quarterback guy. that he That's won the national championship game with that he is high on. High. He on. is talking that talk, right? As a coach, you're always going to have your guys back. But is he actually ready to risk his coaching career on that? No, I do not think so. Especially when you already have a proven talent. No, absolutely not. There's there's no way. There's no way. If that happens, give me a job. <laughs> I could go be a coach. If that happens, I could be go. I become a GM, coach, whatever. I put my Madden hat on and I can do it. Like, fuck it. I like, my man, <laughs> like I could go do that. Like that yeah. stupid. It would be stupid. Yeah. I just I don't know. That thought just popped in my head, and I was like, I mean, like, if there's one dude that's crazy enough to. Do if it, there's Jim one, Harbaugh. I was gonna say, yeah, that's what I was. Gonna say. If there's someone crazy enough to do it, it's definitely Jim Harbaugh. Or Bill Will he O'Brien. do it? I... <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on. We got kind of yes sidetracked Sorry. a little bit there. Okay, where where all we? right? Pick number seven. All right, the Las Vegas Raiders. All right, you have go ahead. Tight end, 
from Iowa, Sam Laporta. Best tight end like, out of the draft this year. I like it. By far. But look, let's be honest. The Raiders need a lot of pieces. They need yes. a lot of things. They could pretty much take anybody at any position here, maybe outside of wide <laughs> receiver and be all right. Even with wide receiver, I mean, I don't, I don't yeah. know. Who knows what Devontae's doing? But, yeah, they could pretty much take anybody and be okay here. Um, why not take Sam Laporta? I mean, yeah. I, Sam Laporta, he was just incredible this year. Um, if you have a young guy in Aiden O'Connell, his best friend is going to be his tight end. You might as well get him a good guy, uh, a, a reliable guy like Sam Laporta. Um, I mean, I know... I, I almost put Bijan here because I think that would have been interesting and who knows what Josh Jacobs is doing. Um he had a he had a down year this year just because of pff, they just sucked. <laughs> but yep. with Anthony Antonio Pierce, um who knows what's gonna happen this year, but give him Sam Laporta, something to something to build off of a, a you know, a bright spot on that offense that was otherwise pretty abysmal this year. And, uh, and see where it goes. I am going to go quarterback. So this is where Bryce Young falls for me. Um, O'Connell's not it. <laughs> like, O'Connell's <laughs> not it. I'm sorry. He's gone after... If they don't find a replacement for him this year, he's definitely gone after the, this next year. So um, they go get Bryce Young. Um, I think that keeps Devontae Adams a little bit more happy. Um, a quarterback, and that makes Bryce Young a lot more happy than being with uh, without a wide receiver on this team. So um, they go get Bryce Young and fill out that offense and that defense. That defense came ready to play last year. Mm-hmm. Um, that defense won them a lot of games. So if you add Bryce Young, a better arm talent than O'Connell, I think uh, they're looking a lot better. I like it. All right. So next pick at eight, Atlanta Falcons, original pick, was Bijan Robinson. I repicked Bijan Robinson. Um, I think Bijan Robinson probably wins rookie of the year if he's given the ball. <laughs> let's be honest with you. Let's, let's just be real honest with it. Yeah. Like if Bijan Robinson gets the ball at least 65, 70% of the carries, like any number one wide receiver running back, he's probably winning rookie of the year. Yeah. I agree. I, I I can't wait to see he, what the Falcons do this year at quarterback. It's because they're gonna get somebody. They have to. I think that's Justin Fields' number one um, destination. If he's not a bear. so awesome, dude, that would be so awesome. Like, but that's why I took. Anthony Richardson in this spot because mm-hmm. they need a quarterback. Granted, in this scenario, they would not have Bijan Robinson because they would be taking Anthony right. Richardson instead. But you still have Cordero Patterson and uh, Tyler Algier, who are two right. good, good, solid running backs. They're not not the explosive type like Bijan Robinson, but a guy like Anthony Richardson would be able to create plays. He's shown that he can do it with his legs. He's not afraid to lower his shoulder. That's how he got hurt in the first place. And right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and kind of get physical. But that also opens up opportunities for guys like Kyle Pitts, guys like Drake London, 
who also just did, did not get the ball this year. <laughs> Let's throw it to Jonu Smith. Kyle Pitts is blocking on a screen pass. Like, good idea. That's Meanwhile, why Arthur dude. Smith isn't a coach anymore, guys. That's why he's not the head coach. That's why he got fired. <laughs> the third string tight end throwing him the ball. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Just, just give your best players the ball. Put it in yeah. their hands. And B. John Robinson, 100% agree. If he gets the ball, I don't know. If he touches the ball 20 times a game, he wins rookie of the year. He just, he, he just didn't <laughs> for whatever reason. All right. Um, so that is the Falcons. The Philadelphia Eagles, who initially were the recipient of the Jalen Carter fall. Um, for me, I think the Philadelphia Eagles' biggest weakness was defensive back. Um, whether that was due to injuries or just players getting old, um, they needed another defensive back here. So this is where I went with the Patriots' Christian Gonzalez. So he got Christian injured, Gonzalez, right? he also did get injured. But this is fake world. So he never got injured yet at this point. And uh, he is another one of those long, tall He's definitely a winner of the combine last year. He probably, I, I want to say, yeah, the longest uh, broad jump and one of the highest verticals. Definitely ran under a 4.4, um, a low 4.4. Um, it might have been like 3.4, 3, 3.5, I want to say. But He's fast. Either way, fast. <laughs> and uh, the Eagles needed a lot of that this year, and they get that with Christian Gonzalez. And on to my co-host, Jerry, for the, his pick. So the guy that Jason just said would win Rookie of the Year if he gets the ball, Bijan Robinson. Could you imagine how exciting Bijan would be on the Eagles? I know they have DeAndre Swift. No more tush push. No more tush push. <laughs> yeah, I know they have DeAndre Swift, and DeAndre Swift had a solid season. It wasn't spectacular. I think that is in large part because they did not have a second guy. Kenneth Gainwell did not prove to be their second guy like they thought he would. So they needed a second guy to come in and and kind of give DeAndre Swift some relief. Jalen Hurts was obviously not 100% this year. Um, he was obviously battling in- injuries all year. So why not give him some relief as well, bring in a guy like Bijan? Maybe they run the Philly special with Bijan. How exciting would that be? <laughs> Bijan to Jalen, man. Like, come on. But That'd be B- sick. Yeah, Bijan Robinson would would have added some explosiveness um, to that offense. I mean, th- what they did best was run the ball. Um, it, it, they again just got away from it for God knows why. But uh, yeah, and, and honestly, I would have had Bijan fall one more spot because I think he'd be even more exciting on the next team. Um, but I think the Eagles just needed somebody to give them some explosiveness, so that's why I put him there. Understandable. All right. And for the 10th pick, we have the Chicago Bears. Their initial draft pick was Darnell Wright, and Jerry went and doubled down on that. Um, you want to explain why we doubled down on Darnell White? Darnell Wright had a, had a solid season. Um, one of their weaknesses was their offensive line. Um, they couldn't really protect Justin Fields all that well. You could put 
Dewan Jones in the spot. I probably should have, um, just because you're right. He was the best tackle in the league or in the in the draft this year. Um, but I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. They went with Darnell Wright. It's it's working out. Just stick with it. Agreed. Um, I thought about putting Darnell right here again too. But where's the fun in that? And also, I left that name out on this list so far, and I couldn't take him off. So, um, another one of their weaknesses has been their weapons outside of Moore and uh, Okamet. So, we went with the best wide receiver for them, and I got Puka Nakua um, for the Chicago Bears at 10. Donald Wright would have been a good pick here as well. Um, but... Sometimes if you have the weapons, you don't need protection because the ball can come out of your hands faster. So we're going to go with Puka Nakua for the Chicago Bears. All right. You got to put Puka Nakua somewhere in the top 10. Exactly. Exactly. You can't leave him (laughs) off. Can't leave him off. That'd be like leaving CJ off. And they'd be like, yeah. So um, we have some honorable mentions. These are guys that uh, definitely outperformed where they got drafted by far um, and should probably be on this top 10 list. But some of these people didn't fit as well as the others. So um, honorable mention, Tank Dell for the Houston Texans, um, way underdrafted. Uh, yeah. Definitely a top three receiver in this draft class um, so far. Um, Suck to see him go down so early in the season because yeah. him and CJ Stroud had that, had that chemistry uh, going. Chemistry. And it was, it was looking like Marvin Harrison, Peyton Manning type stuff. So yeah. um, Scary, scary times. Very scary. Um, someone that's probably right around where he should be, um, Zay Flowers, he got drafted in those middle um, teen picks, um, had a great season, um, was able to provide Amar Jackson with something that he hasn't had ever, and that's a wide receiver one. So <laughs> Yeah, I think perfect, <laughs> perfect landing spot for him. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs is another, I wouldn't say he didn't get the ball as – Sorry, I wouldn't say that Jameer Gibbs deserved the ball more, but like Bijan, but what I will say is I would like to see him get the ball more like Bijan Robinson because another very explosive player because, um, yes, what they have with uh, Montgomery is good, but Jameer Gibbs is the full package. He can catch, he can run, and every time he had the ball, he was making explosive plays, and what they have going is good for Jameer Gibbs overall because less touches. When it comes down to that contract time, he can be like, give me my money. <laughs> but I um, definitely would like to see him get the ball more. Yeah, he's in that weird scenario where he's uh, he's not a true number one, right? Like it's a 1A, 1B yeah. type thing. Um, the Falcons are different because Bijan should be a true number one, right? He yes. should On that team, he should be a true number one running back. Where Gibbs is a 60-40 guy, like he's gonna get 60%. David Montgomery, who is also a very good running back, he has proven that he's mm-hmm. a very good running back, especially down inside the red zone. He's that power guy. He can punch it in from five yards out if he needs to. Yep. He's a he's the one B forty percent guy. I think if Jameer Gibbs is in a scenario where he is a true number one this season, I think he actually wins rookie of the year. I think he's that good. He's that explosive. And you're saying if Bijan and Jameer Gibbs got the ball, yes, I yes, at seventy percent, you think Jameer Gibbs? Okay, okay. Granted, depending on what team he's on, there's a lot of factors, right, right. but I think he has he had that raw potential to be that to be a rookie of the year caliber yeah. player this year if he was a true number no, one. I, 
I agree. I think a lot of people hate when running backs get drafted in the first round now. Um, but some players are deserving of it and are also deserving of a contract. Um, whether they get injured or not, it doesn't matter. Um, those players make your team better, right? Like Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, but you want to go pay Daniel Jones $40 million instead of paying the guy that actually got you guys there. So um, yeah. I, I agree. I, I think Jameer Gibbs is that special type of player. But fourth honorable mention, we have Brian Branch, safety for the Lions. Let's just put it up here. The Lions... They won the draft, bro. <laughs> they killed you it this it. year. You did your thing, all right? You did your thing. I didn't got... come out of a draft with Jameer Gibbs, Brian Branch, and Sam Laporta, dog. Come on. Sam and, Laporta and, and Jack Campbell. the linebacker. Yeah. yeah <laughs> they were, everybody was hating on them. Yeah. Like, you no, drafted they... a linebacker and a running back in the first round? All of them performed over exceptionally well, but... Yeah. Yeah. No, well, that, that was a draft Also, Panay Sewell is, like, painting out to be a Pro Bowl caliber yeah. guy. Like, he's... Like, they are he's, crushing it in these drafts. He's the third best tackle in the NFL right now, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, another question. And then, yeah. Great pickup. Um, next pick. For honorable mention in our last pick, uh, I decided to sneak in Joey Porter Jr. there. Um, out of all the cornerbacks in the NFL as a rookie, he had the lowest target rate. Um, Sorry, not target rate. What is the... Stat. Sorry. I don't know what stat you're going for. He was drafted uh, by the Steelers, by the way, for those who don't. Yes, sorry. For those who don't he was drafted know. by the Steelers in the second round, first pick. Um, but the Steelers got that pick and drafted Joey Porter Jr. Um, let me think of the stat, and I'll have it for you as soon as I look at it. But that being said, he he played lights out. Um, where they were hurting, um, especially at the quarterback position with uh, age there. Patrick Peterson was there. Um, they they picked Joey Porter Jr. Didn't expect him to start right away, but he did, and he outperformed everyone. Um, I remember seeing him in the offseason, him getting completely mossed. Um, <laughs> but... He definitely uh, outperformed his expectations, and I think he uh, he is well-deserving of that. Yeah, one of the bright spots on the Steelers this year was their defense, uh, largely because of T.J. Watt. Uh, how can you not have a good defense when that guy's on that side of the ball? But um, another large part was Joey Porter Jr. He played at an exceptional level. Uh, yeah, I mean, what more can you say? He's following in his daddy's footsteps. Facts. All right. And, uh, yeah, that is our redraft for the 2023 draft. Um, we will temporarily go into intermission. You guys will love what you see. Um, this is the pain of what happens when the Chiefs, again, win the Super Bowl. What a great video. And <laughs> What a great video. And we're back. Like I said, quick intermission. Um, we wanted to just show you how we celebrated the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Well, um, no, it was a celebration, celebration. Jerry. It was it was a celebration. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um Oh, by the way, I just want to say, uh maybe we should have mentioned this at the top, but um to those that were affected by the, the shooting at the Kansas City parade. Absolutely. Praying for y'all. I hope y'all are okay. Hope I hope everybody's okay. I think they got the guys um in custody now, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, that terrible that that 
that happened and that continues to happen in these scenarios. Uh, but just, you know, praying for everybody's health. Absolutely. Um, seen some great things out of that though. Um, the Travis Kelsey and um, the Mahomes family um, donating a bunch of money to the, to the GoFundMes for that. Um, yeah. So I think Taylor to those, Swift did as well. She, as, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Taylor Swift so, too. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Good to see, glad to see that at least. Um, on to our NBA midseason awards. So, as this week, um, and after this weekend, sorry, this weekend, the NBA All Star Weekend, um, there was some fun, fun games. You see the Celebrity All Star Game, the dunk contest, the three point contest. Um, but we wanted to kind of talk about at the end of the season who we believe deserves the awards like MVP, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Most Improved, Sixth Man of the Year, and Coach of the Year. Um, so we have MVP first, and my MVP for this year, Young Buck, that took away starting role for Stephen Curry in the All-Star Game, SGA. And uh, he's been balling. Like, he's carrying that team. That team is second right now in the West, and the West is... I think the deepest conference. So You're second um, right now. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. All right. Crazy. Yeah. So, um, the Thunder are balling, uh, and uh, he's the main reason. He's the engine. Um, you have a good, good season out of um, center. Uh, Chet Holmgren. Right, my brain go. Thank you, Chet. Um, he almost. He was. He, he was this close from sneaking out rookie of the year odds favored. Um, he had it for about a month or two. It's not over um, yet. And he was. It's not, it's not over yet. It is not over yet. But game went. No. It was. I I thought he would be higher in the defensive uh defensive player of the year odds. He's like fourth or fifth. Um, last time I checked, he was like second. He was getting a bunch of blocks, like a bunch of blocks, a bunch of defensive rebounds. Um, but that kind of died off and. But point is, SGA, my MVP. Um, Jerry, who is your MVP? Yeah, uh, my MVP, Nikola Jokic, the Joker. Reigning finals MVP. He did not win MVP last year. Um, kind of got snubbed, in my opinion, honestly. I know Embiid played at a pretty high level. They're like 1A, 1B. But guess who definitely ain't winning it this year because he's been injured too many games. My leg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, no, nah, Nikola Jokic. He's uh, just like when you think of prime athlete, prime basketball player, ripped, yoked, like six he foot is. seven, six foot eight, absolutely shredded, one percent body fat. Jokic is probably forty percent body fat. Honestly, that dude is huge. He's some goofy white Serbian that just comes in, balls out, drops 30, 10, and 10 easy, and then goes back to his horses. Easy. He's out of there. Jokic is a monster. He's been – he kind of had a slow start to the season, uh, largely in part because of the injuries on his team. But now they're kind of on a run here. Um, They're sitting – I think in the fourth seed in the West. Uh, They're not not leading the division. They – are I think tied for the lead in their division. 
Um, but dude is is an absolute monster and he's gonna turn it up. We all know that the regular season in the NBA does not matter. All that matters is getting to the playoffs and Jokic is gonna be the guy. I know the MVP is a regular season award, but if they gotta fight for a spot, they gotta fight for the division lead. Jokic is gonna be the guy to get them there and he's gonna do whatever it takes to get there. And he's been there before, so he knows what it takes. Thanks. All right. Uh we have Rookie of the Year, and this is a unanimous Victor Wembyama for the both of us. Um what can you say? He's a freak. Dude yeah. is six foot six foot three. No, no, that man is like six foot four, six foot six. Se- at, seven seven, seven foot, foot. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> seven foot two, three. No, that man is seven foot four, seven foot six pushing. And his arm length, I mean, the man literally takes two steps from the three-point line and is already there, ready to dunk. Like, the, the the passes that they have to him, he's, like, literally back to the basket, grabs a ball, and just puts it behind his head. Are we kidding me? Like, yeah. it's easy. It's, it's, it's very easy. And what I like the most about him is when he plays his best competition, that's when he plays his best. And... Yeah, normally uh, you wouldn't say that's a good thing because you play down to your competition. But when he sees these superstars, Kevin Durant, um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he doesn't get scared, and that that's what I like to see. Like he's he can play his best basketball against the best, and um, some of those games that that he had with the Suns, they they were they were heaters, and yeah. um, he just keeps seems to keep getting better and. I can't wait to see him with some weight on his body. <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, I like that too. He's able to rise up to the challenge. He's not afraid to do it, um, which is a sign of a guy that's probably going to win an MVP in the future. Like he's yes. that kind of guy. Um, and it, I don't think we've ever seen this in the NBA before. But a guy that can block a three-point shot from eight feet inside the three-point line. How is that possible? How is that legal, bro? Where Where are they growing these people? <laughs> They're making them in a lab, dog. Like. It's it's absolutely nuts. He can do everything on the court. Seven foot six and can handle the ball. The, the NBA is just a different game, man. It's just different. That's it wild, but yeah. I mean, the second Wimby came in the league, he won rookie rookie of the year. I've been saying he's a bust all year. He ain't a bust. <laughs> he ain't a bust. He's gonna be. Um, he's gonna be exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like just watching any of his games, it's, it's crazy. To, like. Your brain can't fathom what's going on because you've never seen it before, and it's like he does it consistently, and it's it's not okay. But I, I saw I saw I saw a video. I think it was the last game that they played. I forget who it was against, but dude is stretching out, stretching out like over two people and dunking. And somebody quote tweeted it and said, "This is literally Michael Jordan from Space Jam because <laughs> he's like <laughs> stretching so far." <laughs> like how? Like, what are we doing here, man? I wish it was that easy, you know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) The alley-oops is what gets me every time, because it's like everyone wants to jump up with him, and then he's just already... Just put put it up there. He's got to go. That's crazy. Okay. So on to the next. We have Defensive Player of the Year, and Jerry has a little homer for us. Uh, you want to explain why you decided to pick Jared Allen for defensive player the of the year? The fro, the fro, oh. the Cavs. The Cavs are not getting any love this season, dog. They they're not. They are on an absolute heater right now, and 
It's largely because of this guy, Jarrett Allen, who is just an absolute rock in the paint for the Cavs. He's blocking shots left and right. I mean, he's got a double-double almost every single night. Just an absolute monster paired with Evan Mobley. Two, how are you going to compete against two seven-footers? That One guy's inside. He's a rock. He's huge. He can dunk. He can jump out the gym. He's you know he's got it all. And then you got Evan Mobley, who's kind of a stretch for, but he's also got that same athletic ability. So them two paired very well together. Um, a lot of a lot of difficult things for for team or a lot of difficulties inside for teams. And Jared Allen has really impressed me this year before the injury. But he pairs he plays Joel Embiid very well. He yeah. Joel Embiid and Jokic both, he plays them very well. He's very good at agitating them and, and not giving up the inside. He forces them to play outside, which is Jokic is fine playing outside, but Embiid does not want to play outside. He wants to be down inside because he's a huge dude who can get in there, get the mismatches. But Jared Allen doesn't give that to him. He stays with him, stays on him. He knows that's his assignment, and he knows he he is smart to where he can he knows when to take chances on going for blocks or to just be in there, force a miss, be the thorn in the side and go for the rebound, get it up court. So got to give the Cavs some love this season, man. They're playing at a high level. Somebody's got to win something. <laughs> I <laughs> agree. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I, I really like what I've seen from Allen this year, especially with um, Mobley being out for as, the time he was. Um, he stepped up a lot, and uh, it, it is a shame that none of them made the All-Star team other than um, Spider, Spider Mitchell. Thank you. Um, but that being said, the real defensive player of the year, unfortunately, has to go to Rudy Gobert. That man has been playing lights out on defense. He yeah. has been, I mean, I didn't watch that many games, but when I did, when I started, Boy, I was like, this is the old Rudy Gobert. <laughs> like, this is the Rudy Gobert everybody was afraid of. He's also another 7-plus freak. Long arms and just... Longer arms than natural at that size. Like, and that's not okay. Like, yeah, they're already 7-foot, too. They're going to have long arms. But their arms are out of the, like, normal range for someone their size as well. So, um, it's it might be easy to get those blocks, but... um affecting the whole defense and I think um he's probably the best when it comes to that and um putting fear in the opposing team's centers and just being able to get those blocks and rebounds and consistency is because I think that's what we've been missing from him in the last few years like Rudy Guerrero has always been dominant on defense but um there was a point where everybody was afraid of him and then you don't hear much from him in the last two years. And then he goes back this year. I think this is the year he's shown his potential and what he should be. Yeah, he's awesome. He, he is He's a very good player. Um, paired with Towns, scary duo. Very similar yeah. to Allen and Mobley. You know, two huge guys inside that can just... They're not going to give up any points in the paint. It's just not going to happen. Um, I will yeah, also say, going back to Jared Allen, I'm a little biased towards him because... I think it was 2K16 when I played when he was on the Nets. He was always yeah. – I traded for him one time, Yep. and dude was just awesome. <laughs> it was just so much fun to play with. So I was super I happy agree. when the Cavs got him. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, Gobert's probably going to win it. He's he's won it before. Um, just a rock on the inside. We got. I see, I'm seeing we have two point one blocks per game for Rudy Gobert and Jacob. Vance Coy, I see you out there. We see Rookie of the Year. I got Brandon Miller. In my opinion, humbly, you're wrong. Uh, man's average is having a good rookie season. Don't get me wrong. He's playing solid. But he's averaging 16.6. We got 4.1 rebounds and 2 assists per game. Great. Good numbers for someone. That's Wimby is averaging 3.2 blocks a game. <laughs> yeah. Wimby could possibly win Defensive Player of the Year. Honestly. Like, let's, let's not put that aside. He's averaging 10 rebounds and... 20.5 points a game. Um, so, yeah. Respectfully, honestly. no. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane, man. I didn't realize. Yeah. Wow. Three Dude's blocks. A, over three blocks. I mean, when you're seven foot six, you should it's, be getting it's three easy. blocks a game. Yeah. It's easy. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. All right, what do we got up next for? Oh, I haven't been switching the. I forgot I made things for all these. I haven't been switching the scenes, my B. <laughs> all good, all good, all good. All right, here's rookie of the year, Wimby, defensive player of the year. Uh, I got Jared Allen, Jason's got Rudy Gobert, and now we're on to <laughs> most improved player. So, for most improved player of the year, uh, I'm going to let Jerry go first, and why I disagree will. We'll come after. So, Jerry, do you want to explain why you picked the 76ers, Tyrese Maxey, for most improved player of the year? Tyrese Maxey, point guard for the 76ers. Um, I already know what you're going to say because we were kind of talking about it beforehand, so I won't True. leak it. But <laughs> I think he's actually going to win for a different reason and that Embiid is going to be out for a very long stretch of time here, probably until the playoffs. So somebody's got to step up and become that number one guy. And he hasn't been that number one guy in the past. So he's been a bead, right? So mm -hmm. Tyrese Maxey's got to step in, be the number one guy. And he's kind of proven that he can be. He's averaging almost 26 points a game right now. Um, he's definitely become a leader on that team. And he's he's playing at a pretty high level. Um, kudos to him. He won me a couple of bets earlier this year. A pretty easy bet, like two threes, 20 points. Easy cash it. But he... Is stepping into that number one role. I think that's that is going to be the the determining factor as to why he wins most improved player. It's because he's stepping up into that role. I like that. Um so mine is Epirian Sangin. Uh Sangoon, sorry, Sanguine something. Anyways. <laughs> Nailed it. Center for the Houston Rockets. The reason why I picked Apirian, honestly, biggest snub I think in the whole um, NBA All-Star game. Um, dude's averaging, what, 21 and 8? Maybe maybe 21 and 10 now? I don't know. I haven't checked in a minute. But this guy has came out of nowhere. And the reason why I didn't pick Tyrese Maxey, Tyrese Maxey towards the end of that, and towards the end of the year last year, James Harden told him to take over. And that's what he did. So I think Tyrese Maxey was already on his way um, to, to this level that we're seeing. Compared to Sangin, who there's a lot there's a lot of gap from what we saw. So um, that's going to be my most improved player of the year. 
Um, let me see if I can get his actual stats. Mm, I got it. You got it. He is averaging 21 and 9. 21, 9, and 5, actually. He's having a really solid season. 21, 9, and 5. And that's on a very young Rockets team. Um, so I think he's going to be the leader for that team coming out. Um, yes, they have Jalen Green, but Jalen Green is Jalen Green. If you <laughs> you know what I mean, like right. that man's a, uh, I think a <laughs> a step away from being a James Harden type of player. <laughs> if, 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 if we want to go with that route. Speaking but, of that, uh, the the Clippers are actually a good team. Yeah, I mean they figured it out. Yeah. Bench Westbrook, let him do whatever he wants to do. <laughs> Yeah. Well, how about focus on a guy like Kawhi and Paul George? Leonard, yeah. Yeah. Kudos to them for actually figuring that figuring that out. Ty Lue. Ty Lue knows what he's doing over there, man. Shout Leader out of Ty the Lue. stars. Leader of the stars, Ty Lue, baby. What's up, Willie? How's it going, man? Willie's in the chat. Willie in the chat? Clifford hardly know her. Oh, Willie, I love you. I love you, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I like that pick. Sangoon is, is good. He's. I looked it up. He averaged about 14 last year, uh, so he's up seven points per game this year. He, still, he was at about nine rebounds last year, so no difference there. But that I did not know. Yeah, but no, the, he's, a, he's a good young player. Um, Rockets are kind of in playoff position. They're in the race, so they can make mm-hmm. a run. Um They'll probably have to play in the play-in tournament. I don't see them getting up to the sixth seed, but you never know. All right, and then for sixth man of the year, we have the same person. That will be Tim Hardaway Jr. I feel like every Mavs game I watch, I'm like, is he a starter? Yeah, (laughs) right. Because that man shoots lights out coming off the bench, and... uh, from what I've seen from others, I, I I couldn't pick anyone else other than him. I I want to say, let's see, let's check his stats. Tim Hardaway Jr., we have an average of 17.3 off the bench, 17.3. 3.6 rebounds and 1.7 assists. Nothing crazy there, but just solid numbers for a backup player, um, especially him having to accept the... Um, carry pickup and come off the bench. I think you can't ask for anything more than what you see from him. So Yeah, I mean when you're backing up guys like Kyrie and Luca playing alongside them, obviously they're gonna be the the number one guys. Um when right. you're averaging seventeen off the bench, you can't ask for much more. He's no. he's uh yeah, he's playing at a pretty high level, really good pickup for the Mavericks. Um I think I wanna give a an honorable mention to Malik Monk here who Coming off the bench for the Sacramento Kings, he's true. He's a solid player. Um, I think the Kings have kind of fallen off a little bit since the start of the season, specifically Malik Monk. Uh, but I think he's in a position where if he plays well down the stretch, he could definitely be in contention for it. Agreed. Agreed. All right, and then that is for our last pick. We have Coach of the Year. I am picking the Thunder. And excuse me if I say this so wrong, Mark. <laughs> Mark Dagnalt? I think Dag Dagnall. 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 
either or. He is the Thunder's head coach. And he has taken that team, I think, again, another really young team. You don't have sure leadership there until the young players like SGA um, come into their own, and they definitely have. I mean, SGA last year um, was scoring 30-plus a game. This year, shown that he can still do the same. So, um, the very young team, the leader has to come from, the leadership has to come from the coach, and he's definitely directing them down the right path. Um, I think they're very hungry and are looking to actually um, do well in the playoffs this year, and I think they can with uh, him as coach. So, yeah, I think they're they're probably like maybe like two years out from being a sh- a true contender for a title, um, just because of their their inexperience and how young they are. But you're the two seed in the West as as a, as young of a team as you are. Kudos to you. You're uh, you're on the right path, that's for sure. But he's not winning Coach of the Year. Who's winning Coach of the Year, Jerry? My boy. Sticking with the home team, J.B. Vickerstaff. Dude's got the Cavs in the two spot right now, leading the division. It could very well be making a run at the one seed. They're, they're six games back, so probably not going to happen. The Celtics are just too good of a team. They're, they're obviously the, the odds-on favorite right now. Um, but J.B. But we've been knew that. Yeah. We've been knew that. <laughs> Y'all can have the one seed. Y'all can have it. Hey, you know what happened to the one seed last year? Got swept in the first round. Bounced out. We don't want the one seed. But if you want to give it to us, we'll take it. Now, nah, J.B. Bickerstaff. <laughs> fighting through injuries to key players like Darius Garland and Evan Mobley, who are out for an extended period of time and still has the guys in the two seed. Dude knows how to coach. He knows his matchups very well. He's able to get guys like Sam Merrill going like how how do you get sam merrill going <laughs> the dude is Ooh. playing exactly yeah dude splash he can splash um that, honestly whatever. we could have a player easily win a six man of the year award the way the bench has oh yeah lately. i mean injuries have been coming through and they have been shooting lights out i mean yeah 15 from Merrill, 15 from, uh, uh, Karis. I think Karis. Well, starts, yeah. Well, no, Karis comes off the bench. Um, it's, uh, but not, uh, I wasn't talking I mean, about Karis. I knew the Karis's name. I was thinking of the other guy. Akoro. <laughs> no, Akoro is the starter. He's a, he's a guard. The forward. dude from the heat. Yeah. Came from the heat. Gosh, all right, I'm looking at it. good. I know what you're talking about because I was trying to think of his name too. Good lord. We're we gotta catch we're up, up on our on our basketball <laughs> boys. <laughs> we're slacking. Oh, also, uh Niang is like Niang, that's well. who I was thinking of. I was no, thinking Niang. I was thinking of Struce. I was thinking of Max Struce. Struce. Okay. Yeah. No. Niang is who I was thinking of. Yeah. Um Honestly, yeah. Yeah, all three of, all, all four of those guys could win. <laughs> Um, yeah, like six man of the year right now. Like they're playing well, at an absolute crazy level. So I think the starting lineup is Garland, obviously. I thought Mitchell, Str- obviously. I think Struce starts. I think Struce starts with Mobley and, and then Mobley and Allen. And then I think when Mobley, sorry, yeah, when Mobley was hurt, they put in Okoro. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
Sure. We'll uh we'll uh, sharpen up our our NBA knowledge a little bit. But but that being said, coach of the year. JB. JB. All right. Bring it home, baby. And it is coming around the corner. You guys hear that March uh, madness is coming around the corner. So we want to talk about some NCAA basketball for you guys. Um, regular season winding down. To be honest with you, my Buckeyes, not the greatest season. Fired so I haven't been watching much. Fired Holtman. <laughs> Fired Holtman. Um, we have Deebler's brother um, coaching us in for the interim as an interim coach. Um, from what I saw from Purdue, Purdue, Purdue. <laughs> from what Pur- I saw Purdue, from uh, Purdue, does this every year, man. We do this to every like top one two team that we play. Yeah, like we've won like four of the last five. It's just crazy. And then make, um, and then make the tournament as like a five or six seed and get bounced in the first round. Yeah, yeah, every year. But but we're not making. I don't think we're gonna make it out uh, of five or six seed this year. If if we could win the tournament, could win the tournament. Never know. Yeah, yeah. You never know, I guess. But that being said, um, regular season has come to an end. We're very close to conference tournaments. Um, a lot of good teams out there. Um, I just wish the Buckeyes were one of them. Uh, <laughs> you have anything to add to? Because I haven't watched that much NCAA basketball. No, I, I'll say this. I do this. I do this every year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch a damn second of college basketball all season long, and then March Madness comes, and I watch every single game. Not even like. Not even, oh, I have one game on. No, I have four TVs going on with all the games at the same time. It is my favorite weekend of the year. It goes this. It's March Madness is my number one favorite weekend of the year. Number two, uh, NFL regular season starting. Number three, divisional uh, championship of the NFL season. Those are my three favorite weekends. March Madness is so electric. I mean, last year we had another 16 seed beating one seed. Absolutely bonkers. I was I was at uh, I was out with some friends when it happened, and it was just insane watching it. Like that just doesn't happen. And it, of course, it happened to be Purdue, who's gonna do it again. <laughs> Zach Eady can't play, but yeah, no, I don't watch a second of regular season college basketball. I've never, I've maybe in my life watched like five games of regular season college basketball. <laughs> I watch I, it when I see it's good. Um, I the crate because like. I have moments, yeah, moments growing up where you're like, I love this sport. Like, you know, like football for me, it was the 06 uh, Michigan Ohio State game. Yeah. But Evan Turner, half court shot in the tournament. Oh my goodness. We were watching that in class because our English teacher was watching it. So he allowed us to watch it. <laughs> that moment, it was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love March Madness. This is crazy. <laughs> yep. So, um, I'm kind of like with him, but I will watch more games if Ohio State's good. We just have not been good. So, I didn't watch that many games this year. Uh, yeah. I'll be honest. Um, but we got March coming up. So, to kind of end things off, we will be having a group challenge. So, again, please. If you are a follower of the show or if you want to get into following the show, um, make sure to follow us on YouTube, um, Twitter, Instagram, 
Twitch. Um, we have a bunch of talk shows, but we will be posting on Twitter, um, unnamed sports s at unnamed sports s. We will be posting a ESPN tournament challenge for March. If you would like to join, please do. Um, we want as many of our fans or many people as we can get on this, and uh, the plan is to make this entertaining. So, um, yeah, I, I nothing... don't. I, I don't. I can't remember if I've made one before. I think the way it works is we'll get the the ESPN tournament challenge app yep. and you can go in and like make a group um or something like that. So we'll yep. we'll go in, we'll set up the group um have a link to where y'all uh, you can go in, sign up and join our group and compete against each other. Maybe we'll have a prize for whoever the winner is uh to be determined. Don't not set in stone. We'll see. Um but yeah, it'd just be fun to compete against each other. We'll, you know, everybody makes a bracket, and then we'll, uh, whoever gets the most points will win. Whoever's bracket doesn't get busted in the first day, congrats. Yeah. But mine when always six, does. When a Sixteen seed beats a one seed this year. <laughs> everybody's gonna be busted. <laughs> all right. Um, so yeah, again, follow us on please on all of our medias. We are at unnamed sports s on Twitter, Instagram. And TikTok, um, and the unnamed sports show, the real unnamed sports show on right. YouTube and Twitch. So please go look and follow us, and that will be all. Peace out. Catch us next week, same time, same place. We'll be same right Batman here. Batman Station. <laughs> Take it easy, everybody.